What you're hearing right now is Bye 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 by NSYNC. And when this song was made, uh, music producers knew that if you wanted something to be a hit, it had to sound good in a car. Uh, especially in uh, a car in the United States. Because that's where most people would listen to it. So it might sound like this in your headphones right now. Maybe in a car the mix would sound off, like maybe like this. So some record producers in Sweden came up with something they called the L.A. Car Test. We would uh, listen to music that we had either done in Stockholm, Sweden or in a studio in L.A., and driving your car up and down the Pacific Coast Highway and listening, uh, you know, to your latest mix, to your to your music that you've uh, just created. And if it worked during the test, you uh, sort of knew that it was going to work for the big world. Speaking here is Andreas Carlson. He produced hits for NSYNC, Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, Celine Dion. Um, and he's talking to us, we should say, from from his car. I remember when I started music, we would like, you know, put as many people as possible into the car and everybody would sit with, you know, like little riding pads and, okay, second verse, you know, vocal up, uh, fade should be, you know, happening. This section doesn't work. Guitar is too loud, that kind of stuff. And then you you would go back into the studio and, it, you know, you would make all those fixes and then, you know, you would make another cassette or another CD or whatever, and same procedure again until you have the record. Wow. So how long was a, if you were testing out a song, how long was a drive? Uh, you know, I've been driving around for hours listening to stuff, making sure everything sounded great. But, you know, you can give it, you, you take the car for a spin and you listen to some songs. And, you know, sometimes it's good also to leave the studio environment. You've been seeing the same engineer, you've been seeing the same environment for a while and then you take the car out and you know you try it in the real world and see if it has the same kind of impact on you wow have you ever gotten into a car with a another songwriter and at the end of the drive have a song that you're ready to produce many times uh one of my fellow co-writers desmond child and i would most of the time leave the studio We'd go and eat something, and then we would drive around, and we would talk about the music, and we would think about titles and some melodies. But at the end of the drive, the whole song was almost, you know, there in structure, and then you would have to go back and and tweak it. But I've written a lot of songs in, you know, in my car. Then I've been a real hazard to everybody else because I've been you know, taping things or re- recording stuff on my phone, sort of being in my own universe there in my car. But yeah, a lot of a lot of songs have been have been written in the car. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about this. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Now's the part of our show where we like to tell you about our sponsors. Support for the show comes from the Lagunitas Brewing Company. Lagunitas began doing everything on a kitchen stove in Northern California in 1993. What do you think that means? Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of things you shouldn't do on a kitchen stove, especially if that kitchen stove is hot. From actually getting beers into bottles and onto the streets, Lagunitas looks to the future. From expanding the Petaluma Brewery to building a second in Chicago and soon a third 
in Azusa, California. Lagunitas says they could probably make good beer on the moon if needed. Because wherever you go, beer speaks and people mumble. More mumblings at Lagunitas.com. We also want to thank our sponsor, Airbnb. When you travel with Airbnb, you can live in over 2 million homes around the world. You don't have to experience a city like a tourist. Don't go to Paris and wait in lines or go to LA and take a bus tour. Paint the view from your host's garden. Wake up to the sunrise on a houseboat. Stay at Mike's house and care for his children while he's away. Thanks. Feel at home, explore your host's neighborhood, and truly experience a city with Mike's kids. Live there, even if it's just for a night. Airbnb. Peter, what can we help you with? So, I was wondering, you see in movies, and like spy movies especially, there are buggings in apartments, mm-hmm. and I was just wondering how you would counteract that. In the movies, they're like, they go into the bathroom and turn on the faucet, and I was wondering if that actually works. Uh, is this a concern that, that you have in your life, Peter? Uh, not me personally, no. I was just curious. Maybe in the future, I don't know... Uh, Mm-hmm. what sort of activities I'll be doing. So, What do you do now, Peter, when you need to disguise your conversations? Um, usually just talk quietly. Okay. Nothing special. We could actually try it. Maybe, Peter, what we can do is we can turn on a faucet now, and if there's anything you want to tell us secretively, we'll, we'll see if it works. So, uh, like I turn on my own faucet? or you... Yeah, why don't you turn on... Okay. Can you get uh, to one with the phone you're on? Yeah, I'll have to go to the bathroom. Okay. You don't have to. I think it's going Sorry? into the bathroom. You're not actually going to use the bathroom. Oh, no. I Not right now. Okay. I, just to give yes. extra effect, I'll put on the shower. Okay. And then uh, once it's all going, I think you should tell us a secret. Okay. Um, hmm. Can't really think of anything right now. Well, okay, wait. Have you ever broken, have you ever broken a law? Uh, speeding a little bit. Okay. Okay. Actually, I'm considering a career in law enforcement right now. Okay. So uh, I don't want to say too much. <laughs> Understood. But Understood. remember, though, remember, Peter, the shower is on. That's true. So no one can hear us. Okay. Well, okay, so the TTC, it's the Toronto Transit Commission. They do subways, uh, the subway system here. Uh-huh. And uh, a couple of times I've snuck into the subway without paying. Unfo- I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but uh, sorry to the TTC okay. if they listen. Well, uh, I will say what you just told us with, with your shower on, we heard uh, crystal clear. Oh. <laughs> uh, if you'd like, we could go back and... Uh, we could so that they don't hear what you did. We could turn on a shower here and really make sure nothing comes out. If you want, well, we'd be happy to do that. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. A couple of times I've and uh, yeah. okay. So we know what you did, but listeners to this podcast through the magic of editing uh, will have just heard uh, Mike and I taking a shower. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a this is a great question, and it's something I've wondered about too. So we're um, we're gonna try and get to the bottom of this for you. Okay, sounds good. Thank you very much. 
Online with us now are Joe Weisberg and Joel Fields. They make the uh, FX series, The Americans. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's about KGB spies living undercover in Washington, D.C. in the 80s. So they do a lot of spy stuff on that show, including listening devices. And we should mention that Joe Weisberg was once in the CIA. So, Joe, we'll start with you. Can the sound of running water defeat a listening device? Uh, well, that's a great question. You know, I would say... I'll take the first crack at this. I would say that turning on water is not so much intended to defeat listening devices. That's really more a technique to uh, make sure that other people nearby or neighbors on the other side of thin walls do not hear you. Uh, but listening devices that uh, pick up and, and record sound, uh, normally sound engineers would probably be able to take out the sound of the water and hear what you were saying. So, no, I would not recommend that as a way to make sure that people were not spying on you with a bug. On the other hand, if you find a listening device and you can submerge it in water, <laughs> that could help. So what would you recommend if I wanted to, to defeat a, a listening device? Well, you could write notes to one another using a glass surface so that uh, even afterwards nobody can find the imprint of what you wrote. Ah. You, could, you could speak loudly about some other subject while using sign language for your covert communications. Well, that sounds hard. Uh, and, yeah, and, then, and that presumes you're not bugged by any sort of video device, in which case you might want to use sign language as a diversion, learn ventriloquy, and then uh, throw your voice into someone's ear. So those techniques you mentioned, the writing on glass and um, talking loudly while signing other other words are those are those techniques that you know real uh, spies actually use I think the first one writing on glass is and the second one I'm pretty sure I just made up okay good, <laughs> good. <clears throat> well now Joe you have firsthand experience with if not defeating bugs at least being a spy right uh, well I most my firsthand experience is in training to be a spy more than being an actual spy could you tell us though if you actually had been a spy uh, that's a good question. Okay. All right. So then based on your uh, training, uh, did, is this something that you learned about? You know, we talked about a lot of stuff like this, but it was so long ago that my actual memory of what I learned, what I later read about, what I forgot, and as Joel was discussing recently, what I made up has now all blended into one big blob. So making the transition from um, being a what should we call you, a CIA, CIA officer in training? Is that what? Sure, I like it. it's a little wordy, but it's accurate. Okay. Um, from, from that to working on, um, working on this, this show, which covers a lot of spy stuff, um, have you had to be careful about revealing the secrets you learned in training? You know, it, the way that the, this stuff is handled is when I write stuff, and, you know, Joel and I write together, so everything we write gets submitted to the CIA, to the Publications Review Board, so they get to look at it all. And if they have a problem with anything, they can just say, you can't say that, uh, and then it gets crossed out. So I don't really have to worry about any of it. There's a sort of a, a bureaucratic solution to any of my concerns that's already in place. How often does it happen that the CIA comes back and says, you can't do that? Uh, Rarely, but on occasion. And really? they don't explain why. 
Huh. The other thing is we also have a consultant whose name is Keith Melton, who is the world's number one expert in spycraft. And when we really are curious about anything, we just call Keith up and uh, ask him what to do and how it really works. And he not only tells us how it really works, but he also sends us things like real bugs and real listening devices used by the KGB. So if you see any gadgets or gizmos in our show, they come from Keith. And we never really know how he got them, but somehow he got the actual things used by the KGB. Wow. So what it, uh, of the things that Keith has told you about or, or of the gadgets he's sent you, what has been you know, a, a couple of the things that just really blew you away that you learned or, or got to see? I have a favorite. Joel, do you have a favorite? I, I'm in love with the Lilliput, i got to yeah, say. I say the same one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it is actually a listening device. Joe, you want to talk about the Lilliput? Well, there's a, something called the Lilliput Recorder, which the KGB uh, invented and used for a very long time. For all we know, they still use it. And it's, you know, we, if you think of our recorders, we had uh, cassette recorders, first reel-to-reel, then cassette recorders, and eventually digital recorders. But the KGB had a device called the Lilliput, which recorded on a very thin strip of wire. So imagine that, uh, actually making sound recordings on a wire. And the advantage of, first of all, in addition to that being kind of weird, the advantage of this very thin strip of wire was that on something that thin and small, they could keep the recording going forever. So they could plant this device somewhere and press record. And uh, what could it record? Do you remember how many hours it what was it, 100 hours? I think it might have been 100 hours or something like that they could get on this Dang. one itsy-bitsy little thing. Just, just so I'm clear, how, how big is this piece of wire? The wire is, is literally a thin strip of wire that then spools into a spool the same way a cassette oh. uh, tape would. But instead of a long, flat piece of tape, it's a, an incredibly thin strip of wire. Wow. The Lilliput itself is, is about the, let's say, three iPhones. Wow. <laughs> it, must be, it must be so interesting to touch these things that you know were used somewhere in the world to sort of have physical contact with them. I like to think of all the hours and hours of probably useless, unimportant conversations <laughs> they recorded. It's nice to think, though, that a Soviet agent could make a cool mixtape and not have to worry <laughs> about fitting it on a 45. hundred hours worth yeah. of the greatest hits. A mix wire, they would probably call it. There you go. Okay, so uh, let's talk about Peter then. So Peter, we know a little bit about him. He's in Toronto. And that he, he is uh, concerned about listening devices. He says there's no good reason. There's no real reason he's concerned, but we're, we're not entirely sure we believe him. Well, we do know that a lot of the KGB illegals came through Canada. So that's the first thing that comes to my mind. You know, they didn't want to send them directly to the United States because they were afraid that that was too suspicious and they would get caught. So the KGB illegals often spent years in Canada building up their covers. So, you know, Peter, Piotr, oh. I'm just saying. Yeah, and another question is, even if he knows his background and is confident in that, how well does he know his neighbors? So that's something he might want to think about and look ah. into. Well, um, thank you all both so much for helping out Peter. <laughs> Peter, we really, really wish you well. And, uh, The Americans is currently in its fourth season. You can watch it on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. on FX. That does it for this week's show. What we learned today, Mike? Well, I learned that people used to test music by driving around in cars in L.A. and seeing how it sounded there. It's amazing to think about, like, something being recorded in Stockholm, Sweden, put on a cassette, mailed to Los Angeles, where another producer would put it in their tape deck, 
and you know drive up the coast yeah there's a couple reasons you you couldn't do the la car test now like one is you know i think most people listen on headphones now so it doesn't make sense anymore but but also like the experience of listening to music in your car now sounds like like this continue on to us 41 south Take exit to merge onto I-55 South toward St. Louis. Really, the only the best way to beat that is to use Siri to mix her in, do a remix with Siri. So you could have NSYNC featuring Siri. Baby, bye, bye, bye. Don't want to be a fool for you. Just another player in your game for two. You may hate me, but it ain't no lie, baby. Bye, 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 bye. How to Do Everything is produced by Nadia Wilson with technical direction from Lorna White. Our intern this week is Amanda. Amanda did great work uh, staffing our tugboat. She got us out of the harbor with uh, fewer than five collisions. Nice work, Amanda. Our artist in residence is Justin Witte. You can send us your questions. Send them to us at howto at npr.org. Our website is howtodoeverything.org. I'm Ian. I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks. We are just about done talking. But if you're hungry for more people talking, check out Ask Me Another. With Ask Me Another, you can unravel the similarities between Pride and Prejudice and Fifty Shades of Grey. They're both books. Ask Me Another is like trivia night, but a lot funnier. Play along now at npr.org slash podcasts and on the NPR One app. Doing this tonight. Probably gonna start a fight. You know this can't be right. Hey, baby, come on.